The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkillstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about making the most of your customer data to benefit both your customers and the business. Brands know customer data is one of their most valuable assets, but many continue to struggle to put it to good use. In fact, more than 50% of decision makers at enterprise companies believe they'll lose revenue due to the customer data challenges. Amparity and Forrester recently released a new report that found companies are failing to bridge the data gap between them and what their customers want. As brands seek to add to the vast amount of data at their disposal, 77% of decision makers admitted they underutilize the customer data they already have. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Barry Paget, CEO of Amparity, a leading enterprise customer data platform. Barry, welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. I uh, appreciate you having me. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this topic with you. Definitely top of mind to me and, and many others, as, um, as we could see from the, some of the findings in the report. Uh, what, why don't we start by you giving a little background on both yourself as well as Amparity? Sure. Since the start of my you know, career, I've, I've always been in some sort of role obsessed about customers and, and customer experience, whether that was building end-user software uh, early in my career as an engineer that, uh, and I'll date myself here, that you, uh, that you bought in, uh, in software stores, if you can remember that, on disk drives, <laughs> yeah. uh, through to you know, building and running you know, sales and marketing teams all over the world, Asia Pacific and Europe, here in North America as well, uh, to running uh, product and engineering teams, to uh, being at the helm and, and running companies, both, both small and large. Uh, and here at Amparity, you know, we obsess about about customer experience as well, not only our own customers, but the customer of our customers. And you know, we're in the, in the business of, of finally delivering that elusive, you know, unified view of the customer, something, Greg, that you've been writing uh, about for a long time. And you know, we, we love uh, working with really you know, messy companies with messy data uh, and hydrating and federating that unified view of the customer to the teams and to the tools uh, that need it so desperately so that those companies can finally deliver that experience they, they've been trying to deliver now for a long time. Wonderful. Well, yeah, this is uh, looking forward to diving in here. So part of what we're going to do is uh, review some of the findings from the report from Amparity and, and Forrester that I mentioned at the top of the show. So we'll look through three different areas here. So first um, that I wanted to discuss is 
that much of an enterprise's data goes unused uh, due to a lack of an overarching strategy. So, um, for example, over 80% of the respondents cited their organizations collect demographic, sentiment, and identity data, and nearly two-thirds, or about 63%, want to add an even richer mix of data sources. However, more than three-quarters, or about 77% of decision makers, think they underutilize the customer data, and 81% agree they want to use existing data better. So a couple things uh, to, the, to those points. What are some of the challenges that organizations run into by not being able to use their data effectively? You know, inherently, uh, you know, all that data is a, is a bit of a chaotic mess, as you know. It's been yeah. built over a long, long time, uh, generated by tons of different systems across lots and lots of different teams. Uh, and it's been, you know, honestly, the, the, the burden of the IT teams to try and bring that together in a cohesive manner uh, so that they can serve the rest of their internal customers at the company. And, and it really leads to a few issues. I think, firstly, interactions with customers are, are hard to make feel cohesive across their interactions with the brand or with the company, right? Whether you're logging a support ticket or you're browsing the website or you're making, making a purchase online or potentially picking something up curbside at the store, it's hard for brands and for companies and organizations to deliver a cohesive, unified, seamless experience across all those different interactions because the data is, you know, lives in silos across the organization. It's not married together in a coherent manner that makes it easy. And then I think secondly, you know, most companies, I honestly believe, uh, employ folks that really want to serve the customer. You know, uh, most of us as employees want to deliver a great experience to our company's customers. Uh, and it's incredibly frustrating when we don't have the data that we need. We might have all the tools in the world, but if we don't have the data feeding those tools, it's really, really tough for us to deliver that experience. And it's incredibly frustrating for employees. Um, and so I think we often focus on the customer centricity and the experience that customer gets. But equally, when you get this right, you can create a lot of joy in your employees uh, who are so desperate to deliver that that final mile. Yeah. And so to add to that, um, and to kind of look at advantages, now we looked at challenges first, but you know, what, what are some of the other advantages that organizations have that are leaders in this space that, you know, using their data um, effectively and, and, and as much as possible. And, uh, you know, what, what are some of the advantages that they have? Selfishly, I think all of us uh, can appreciate a fantastic customer experience uh, as customers ourselves. Uh, and so when someone gets it right, for example, you, you, a negatively fueled interaction, like I'm calling uh, a support number or I'm, I'm getting online and opening a chat window to go check on, I don't know, a, a refund on a returned item. And, you know, immediately having that customer service experience, uh, recognize who I am uh, into it that I'm likely calling to check on that refund, given that they know I've returned something and haven't received the refund on my card and being able to proactively say, hey, Greg, we, we, you're probably calling to check on that refund. And you're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, it's going to hit your card on Tuesday. Uh, and you're like, great. And the opportunity there is not just that we've delivered a good experience for Greg in this, in this example, but that there's an opportunity. The best companies create opportunities across the board when they interact with their customers. And so in that case, you can imagine that customer service rep saying, 
hey, Greg, we, know, we noticed that you bought a, a medium and a large and you returned the large. Did you have a sizing question on that returned item? Is there someone I could point you to to help out on, uh, on those particular uh, categories or items? And it's just, it's a different way of thinking about how you serve your customer rather than how do I close this ticket as quickly as possible and move on to the next? It's how do I serve that customer and ensure that they're getting the best possible experience across the board. So I think in, in summary, the companies that really get this, they deliver a great customer experience. And what that means is that they have bottom line and top line growth, uh, uh, which is really unusual uh, when you're getting the customer experience right. You think about you know, customer lifetime value and loyalty and uh, all of these things drive company performance. Uh, and so the ones that get it right, you know, enjoy those benefits. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So the, the the next insight I'd like to address from the report is the following. So a lack of cohesive data utilization puts a business at risk. Uh, so company growth depends on optimizing existing customer data to boost acquisition and retention. Respondents to the report that I mentioned earlier named missed market opportunities about uh, 54% and lower engagement about 52% of respondents and resulting in loss of revenue as ramifications of their customer data challenges. So along those lines, uh, what are some of the common causes of this, this data disconnect? I think you touched on a few already, but you know, what, are, what are some of the common causes here? And you know, is it people, processes, platforms, or is it all of the above? Yeah, I, I think it's a combination, right, of both the length of the time uh, that we've been collecting data. There's just a lot of it, uh, number one, uh, and we're collecting more and more every minute. And two, the breadth of the systems and the teams that have collected and, and created those data assets. And so, you know, you, most companies probably have a pretty heterogeneous stack of tools, right? A marketing cloud, an e-commerce tool, uh, a loyalty system, point of sale systems, uh, website engagement, uh, email systems, financial tools. All of these things are collecting data. They're all engaging customers and none of them were ever built to work together. <laughs> and so the, the challenge is we're now trying to bring together, you know, say an offline point of sale system built 30 years ago and a web events data system built three years ago with a brand new SMS orchestration uh, platform. And we're, we're trying to keep an opted in customer apprised of new services. Like how do these three systems identify one single individual through those disparate uh, data sets to, to point them to the right next best action? Uh, and it's really, really challenging. Um, and then you add to that the over-reliance on, on sort of growth marketers of third-party cookies for targeting, which as we know is going away. Yeah. You know, you called out the growth depends on, on sort of optimizing the existing customer data. So the quality of the third-party data systems has declined steeply as we see Apple, Facebook, Google, you know, moving towards permissioning uh, away from cookies and this reliance now on your first-party data being accurate, being nourished, being available in, in real time, and being able to, to go serve those teams and tools that need it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's depending on the organization, there's probably a lot of different ways to uh, to answer this next question. But you know, from from your experience and, and perspective, what are what are some steps that an organization can take to get on the right path and, and minimize some of this risk? Yeah, you know, I think the here's the the reality. I think you know most companies have chased this sort of holy grail, this elusive idea of the unified view of the customer. 
Uh, and we've done it through MDMs and we've done it with match merge rules and we've done it with ETL and we've done it with data lakes and we've done it with data warehouses. And, you know, it's all inefficient. Um, it's all really hard to build and manage. Um, it's really difficult to democratize access to a thing like that after you've, you know, built it. Um, and so the good news is there's a bunch of tooling that, you know, only recently in the last few years has become available. It makes use of uh, some of the, uh, you know, AI and, and ML work that now, you know, manages really large, you know, keyless data sets at scale, takes advantage of cloud computing costs, which have gone down, takes advantage of the massive integration capabilities that now pop up out of the box uh, very often for us. And so I think the, you know, the way to get started is probably just to make sure that we get educated, that there's a better way than constantly relying on trying to build this thing yourself. That's number one. And then I think number two, getting off of the tools carousel or the tools treadmill or the tools hamster wheel, which I think, you know, intuitively we, we, we look around for a solution to a problem. We're bombarded with all sorts of options uh, when we do our research and almost all of them are tools, you know, a better way to activate, a better way to tag manage, a better way to event route, a better way to, you know, build an email. And, and the challenge is those tools, as great as they are at the thing that they do, are all dependent on this clean, hydrated, nourished, single unified view of the customer. And so no matter how much you invest in tooling, uh, it's only as good as the data you feed it. And so I think that the, the second thing I'd say there, Greg, is you got to go solve the underlying data gap problem uh, before you can start relying on tools to dig you out. Yeah, uh, I like the the tools carousel. I, I like that uh, that the visual that paints. <laughs> so I, I might borrow that. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, the the last insight from the report that I wanted to discuss is is the following. So. Taking a holistic approach to data collection and use creates positive customer experiences. I think to your point, uh, you've hit on several times here, that's really what it's about, right? You know, positive customer experience drives business growth and sustainability and, and, and all of those and repeat customers and, and more customers and, and all of the above. So. Uh, according to the report, decision makers think that integrating systems and unifying data sources, along with investing in marketing technology, will result in, in better data access. So what are some common symptoms of a disconnect in, in data usage from the customer perspective? We kind of talked about it from the, the business perspective, but you know, how, do, how does a customer know when, when, when there's a disconnect in data? Yeah, I mean, we, we for sure feel it as, as customers when we buy something right online and you take it back to, uh, to a bricks and mortar store to return it and they have no idea who you are. Yeah. Have no, they can't see the transaction. They desperately want to service you. Uh, and it's like, you know, have an open heart surgery to, to return that item. And so, you know, in general, I would say there's kind of you know, three symptoms here. Like there's, there's the, what we're discussing, which is the confused uh, customer um, as mentioned earlier, there's the frustrated employee, you know, in my example, that, that in-store employee wants to service you. They'd love to make that a seamless return experience and they'd love to turn it into an opportunity to, to, you know, service and engage you more, uh, while you're there in store. And then I think lastly, something that we don't talk a lot about when we have this data gap problem is the bloated, you know, programmatic budgets, right? We're, we're selling to customers that we've already sold to. We're, you know, we're, we're positioning 
uh, products to customers who have already purchased those products. Um, the suppression component of our outreach is oftentimes uh, un unobtainable because we don't have the data. Uh, and so that's money that we're throwing into holes uh, and we're not only burning that money, but we're burning the customer experience at the same time. It's clear that the, the brand doesn't know you when they're sending you uh, you know, uh, emails for products that you've never purchased or and unlikely to purchase um, or products that you've already purchased before. And so I think as customers, we can identify those times when a brand isn't getting it right, when they don't have data. Um, and so I think, you know, for me, it's a really easy one to talk about uh, with our customers uh, because ultimately we can take it back to first principles, which is as us as consumers ourselves, what would we love? What would we expect? How do we uh, expect the brands we love to know and, and to treat us? Um, and then I think on the uh, frustrated employee front, you know, we bring in new customers all the time or clients who tell us, wow, I used to have to wait, you know, two weeks to get back the data I needed to run a campaign uh, in marketing. Their productivity loss here is astounding. You know, having your analytics, your data science teams, your finance crew, your strategy folks, your marketing teams, you know, coming from an accessible, unified view of the customer provides a massive change to how you approach your business. Um, and, you know, incredibly empowering for all those teams where you want to decentralize the customer experience down to the folks who are interacting with those customers. Yeah, and I think that's such an important thing to bring up the the employee experience component of it. I think the it's a definitely employee experience and customer experience have a lot more relationship than some might some might understand. So it's I think it's it's and especially when we're talking about this all of this stuff, it takes transformational efforts, which involves, you know, people process platform, all those things that, that you mentioned earlier. So yeah, I think it's great that you're, you're highlighting that. And isn't it great when there's a win-win between, you know, improving the customer experience and can also improve the employee experience, right? 100%. Um, taking the, you know, we talked about some of the challenges from a customer perspective. Um, now let's talk about some of the, the opportunities. So, you know, what are some of the ways that customers can benefit from a more holistic approach when when companies are able to reduce that disconnect and, and start really using their, their data more effectively? Yeah, you know, I'd say the, the, the opportunity here is you don't have to boil the ocean, uh, meaning, you know, depending on how, how big your company is or, or, you know, how it's organized, you know, sometimes getting everybody around the table to all nod and agree that a unified view of the customer and rekeying your business on that unified view of the customer is the most important thing that you could do uh, for the health of the company and the health of the, the customer long-term. Now, I firmly believe that should be in your top three. And mo in, most, uh, in most boardrooms, I think it is. But I think the reality is, you know, are there use cases that make sense? If you're a retailer, is there a holiday program coming up where you want to just simply double the return on ad spend or triple your email click-through rates uh, or drive a particular conversion rate from unknown into known or known into loyalty? Um, so I think you can pick, you know, some use cases that make sense um, and go ahead and get some wins on the board. And you can do it now, as I mentioned earlier, with, with some of the technology that's become available just in the last few years, you can do that in you know, a month. You can do that in two months. You don't have to wait for some uh, you know, massive retool of your existing IT and systems and wait for two years before you can go and put some wins on the board. 
So I, I would encourage uh, you know, the listeners uh, to think about the things that are most pressing, uh, where you can get some quick wins, making sure that you've got some religion around those use cases. Another good one is, for example, you've decided to run a digital transformation project and you're putting in a new marketing cloud, uh, or you're going to go put in a new contact center and, and support system, or you're going to go put in a new e-commerce platform. Um, those are massive projects, as you know. They take a long time. And so if we can de-risk some of those digital transformation projects, uh, if we can bring them to value faster by having the data clean, organized, robust, and ready to go, um, you can see massive traction in some of those historically really big uh, uh, digital transformation projects. And so, I, again, I would just encourage everyone to think about where can you get some early wins and you can piece together, you know, this unified view uh, of the customer strategy over time and pick off your use cases that make the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And definitely, definitely agree with that, that early wins. Uh, you know, you're, you're on the agile brand uh, podcast. So definitely a fan of the, the agile approach to, uh, to just about everything. So that, that's a great <laughs> word, words of wisdom there. Um, can you um, provide any examples from maybe one of your customers of, how this approach can make some real tangible differences. You know, I'd, I'd urge listeners to go check out amparity.com uh, where you can, you know, listen or read or watch in more detail about some really fantastic customer stories like Wyndham, Alaska Airlines, Servco, and a bunch of others. Uh, you know, the one I'd, I'd share because it's fresh in my mind, we, we talked about it at the top of the show here, was this customer service example. And I like it because it's not obvious. I think the obvious ones are, you know, more marketing activation related. Um, and I just love the idea of, of Brooks Running, who's a customer of ours, the CMO there, Melanie Allen, you know, her, her purview of her job as the chief marketing officer is that she needs to serve the customer at every touch point, uh, no matter where that touch point is, including if they're calling in for support, uh, which is, you know, traditionally something you throw over the fence. You're like, oh, okay, the support and client services team will take care of that. You know, I'll focus on my email campaigns and, and my ad spend. And so, you know, Melanie really looked at unified view of the customer as a solve for ensuring that there was a unified, consistent, cohesive experience for the customer, no matter how they were engaging with Brooks, uh, whether they were buying shoes direct from them, whether they were buying them through a retailer. And one of the interesting quotes I love about the, the Brooks story is not from a Brooks customer, but it goes to Greg, the the topic we were covering around frustrated employees. The best quote from the, from the Brooks running use, uh, use case uh, and white paper uh, is in reference is the customer service rep themselves. So we have a great quotes from Brooks running customer service reps where they're saying things like, I'm closing cases before the customer can fully explain what their problem is. And it's just so magical, both like oh, it would be great to be the customer on the other end of that with someone closing the case before I could even right. explain what my problem was. I'd love that. But I love, like, take a pocket of folks at your company, you know, who don't always share the spotlight. You know, folks in your customer service center, right? Getting phone calls and, and chat windows uh, all day, dealing with frustrated customers. And the fact that you're really enlightening, empowering, engaging, and delighting you know, this pocket of your company and empowering them to deliver that last mile of exceptional customer experience. It just, I mean, to the, to the top of the, the show, Greg, I've been, been in the customer game for a long time and it just warms my heart. So I think that one for me is the one that stands out of, 
a true win-win-win. It's great for Brooks, opportunity for bottom line and top line growth. It's great for the customer who's getting that exceptional experience. And it's great for the customer service rep. In this case, who's that last mile engaging the customer, empowering them to go do what they desperately want to do, which is serve that customer. Yeah, love to hear the the win win win. That's that's wonderful. Well, um, one last question before we wrap up here. Uh, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would have for brands as they navigate the months ahead and and work to create this more unified um, customer data strategy and, and optimized customer experiences? Yeah, I would say you know we're at a point. I think if you look, you know, at the macroeconomic headwinds ahead. Uh, that everybody is forecasting, you know, for the next four, six, eight quarters. Um, You look at the pandemic that we're, or endemic we're in the middle of and the pandemic that we've gone through. Everybody's got a really tough job right now. Figuring out what the customer wants is hard. Organizing your company to be dynamic and responsive and agile uh, to that need is really hard. And I think, you know, most companies right now, when you look at vitamins versus medicine, most companies are buying medicine right now. Uh, and not buying vitamins. And so I think, you know, fixing your customer data is fantastic medicine. Uh, and for sure, it puts you in a position to be dynamic, to be responsive, to get ahead of what your customer needs are and what they're going to be over the next four to six or eight quarters. You know, if the cost of, here's an example, if the cost of acquisition of new customers is going to go up, uh, either due to the cost of everything going up or cookies going away and Google and Facebook and the walled gardens becoming more expensive, then a great hedge is getting your arms around your existing customers, really knowing who your existing customers are, driving retention, driving them to your loyalty programs, increasing the customer lifetime value. And it's, it's much easier to do that when you have a handle on your PII and your first party data. Uh, and so I would just encourage the listeners to get started, to get on the road to solving that unified view, uh, even if it's to your point, Greg, agile, and it's you know, one piece at a time. Uh, the medicine is is available. And so uh, I would advocate for getting started. Yeah, yeah, love it. Well, Barry, this has been great. Thanks so much for joining the show. Um, for those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with you and, and what Amparity are doing? Amparity.com. Uh, Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Barry Paget, CEO of Amparity, for joining the show. Thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkilstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.